0: greetings beautiful people it's jay here from lads talk health and as always sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast please please if you enjoy it let other people share your enjoyment love to you all
1: hi everyone i'm going to try it from my phone and james is going to come on under his personal one see if we can get the numbers on this time um yeah, really, really odd that it kept happening. Right, James is on. Except this works. I'm hoping. There's no noise that comes out of your
2: mouth. Can you hear me now? Liar, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, very. The most waiting for live ever. (laughs) Right, do you want to wait for a few people? Thing is, we're gonna lose. Well, it is what it is actually, there's no complaints. I'm just thinking, you know, the people from your, some of your people might not be on Lads Talk Health, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, Cool. Yippee. Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, a very repeated. Jay from Natural Health, love and kindness to everybody out there. You are Hazard? You? Yeah, yeah. Today, definitely. So, today's going to be a good one. I'm just waiting to see, especially if one particular person is, because we're going to have a really cool set of guests on today. Yes, an example of a worrying mum is coming on today, but... Um, before that, I just want to shout out to my, my, one of my other little brothers who's tuning in for the first time tonight. Lovely, bruv. And the place this evening, I just want to quickly touch on. So Monday was, for those that saw Mondays, was clearly a very uh, emotionally charged day for me with what was going on with Daisy. So after that show, I only feel it's right to give you an update. Because obviously, Harry... Uh, actually, I'm thinking, is it worth you no i will do what i did when we spoke about it yesterday in regards to what uh yeah i know what to do right so i had mine for monday with daisy and for those that was watching this oh and by the way for that person if you're on where are you let's have a look Yeah, you're on i'm gonna cut a short story long <laughs> so basically Daisy had an awful day, an awful time. You can watch that video, go back to it, because I'm going to keep this short and sweet. But the turnaround, so Mindful Monday went ahead with Daisy. And it just shows you when me and Harry talk about standing on your truth. Regard, and this is something in, it, the people on our membership site, especially, but a shout out to you, lovely people, and that amazing Q&A session that we had last night as well. That was absolutely fantastic. All of you, is, and quite a few of you on, I think. But we always say about standing in truth, regardless of who receives it, it's not your responsibility, no matter what you, your ego is going to tell you, oh, it's not your place and all the rest of it. So long story short, because of what had happened on Monday, and Harry knew the backstory, I told Harry, I'm going to approach it with a complete different attitude tonight with Daisy, and I'm going to have a bit of a, a practice what you preach moment. And I'm going to say to her, which I've never said to her before, my my truth behind it was my truth, that you can ask me anything now. Because remember, I've always said, I've never spoke, we've never spoke about cancer with Daisy ever. We've never, it's just, she's led that and I've just fallen in. And I just said to her, you can ask me any question about your current situation and I promise you, I will tell you the absolute truth from what I think is best for you. So I said to Harry about it, I run it past Harry. Obviously, my ego is telling me, yeah, but what if, you know, it might not be, Some might say, oh, you're not the parent No, it's not. But anyway, either way, I knew all of that. But what happened was, so I phoned Daisy and accidentally, sorry, I phoned Daisy's dad to make sure the night was going ahead and accidentally, I sent the Zoom link to the wrong person, which was Harry. Now, Harry's never actually met Daisy because Daisy's really shy. And the only thing that really brought her out of her shell was the brief for Daisy, which we mentioned yesterday, which is going to go ahead, the next brief for Daisy. And also, I let her dad know that, which he was there with Daisy at the time, and he said, "When as soon as I said it, her face just lit up. So we're definitely gonna do a brief for Daisy again. But I also said to the dad, look, John, I've accidentally sent the link to Harry. Now, he knows who Harry is. I've referred to Harry loads of times, loads of times. And Harry, of course, was part of the conversation that we had about social services with the two parents. So I said, do you mind asking Daisy if Harry can just come on and sort of send everybody's well wishes to, to her? Uh, and yeah, I'll let you crack on and say what you said and what happened. It's, it, leave out the bit you did earlier about me. You don't need to say that. But the, the good stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: I, just, um, I just let her know how inspirational she was and uh, how strong she has been and also how much it's motivated literally every stranger that has no clue who she is but just heard the story shared from James and and that like she's winning this fight and battle and what she's doing and and the things that she's overcoming is it is it's inspiring and just to let her know that her teachings make James a better person her the the words that come out of her mouth that then helps me because it gets passed on. So the influence that she has. So yeah, just kind of reinforcing that whenever you're feeling down the dumps, there's a lot of other people where uh, you mean a significant amount too. And I think sometimes we forget to even realize how much influence we have on others.
2: Bang on, mate. And that, again, gave Daisy such a massive boost. And the session started and the first thing that she told me was for those that saw this video will understand the absolute power of what she said and, and what she would come to herself so that little girl has just basically been given the all clear from cancer that was in a lot of places you can see the videos we've done on that but at the same time as she was given the all clear she was then told that they recommend that she has something even more potent for another four months, which would have obliterated the family's Christmas, they've just had this great news that their daughter's basically had, their daughters basically had the old deer but then the hospital really gone on attack. Watch the video, I'm not gonna go into it, but point being, the one thing that this girl hasn't had in the past year but of treatments and, and the pressures of the hospital, six months solid, is a break. She's not had a break. And what she said to me before, because I just said that Daisy, how, how are you doing? Obviously, I've heard the, how things have been going. She said, you know what, James? She said, um, basically, I've remembered. I have another option. And I was like, and my ears just pricked up. Like, What's she going to say? So she said, I remember that for three months solid, when I first started working with you, doing the breathing, doing the natural plant medicine, and just uh, changing my diet and exercising, When I was told it was at its worst, it had basically stopped growing, started shrinking. I got like, I know that because we got the scans done and I forgot that that was an option. Now that I'm in a place where I know I've pretty much been given the all clear, I want to just take some time off to have that as an option and have a break. So that for me, it was like just wonderful after such a charged day, the relevance being just how damaging potentially what her little body's just been through a lot. to then instantly, which they wanted to do, pummel her with it and give her guarantees that, oh, this time you will need to be hospitalised, really took a lot out of that girl. So the fact that she decided to see at Christmas as she is, letting her body heal, that is such a big thing. And yes, pre for Daisy too, definitely, definitely, um, we've got to get that up and going as quickly as possible. So anyway... Moving on, Hazard. sorry, I know obviously you're late, not like they've not happened, but as we've always said, me and Harry are really authentic with this. If we don't get a chance to speak to each other because one of us is working with a client, sometimes we have to uh, make uh, calls for us and just hope that the other one is up for it. <laughs> and fortunately tonight, we've got a guest coming on now and we told this mum story. And this mum was inspired by Harry's video of coming back to England from Brazil and what transpired on the video, and and then the common law stuff and everything else. So this mum, we told her story a few weeks back, some of you might have seen it. We've got her coming on this evening, and her wonderful 16-year-old man, who basically, well, I'm not gonna tell the story, because a lot of you probably wouldn't have seen it, so if you're there, lovely lady, can you request to join at this point, just to save me going through, trailing through, I think she was. She was definitely on earlier. Yep. Yeah. Can you... Oh, you might have to do it, Harry, mind you, because you're hostess with the mostess.
1: Uh, yeah, let's see if that works. Carrie. Yeah. I'll send a request.
2: Fantastic.
1: I'm hoping that works.
0: Hello. Hey.
2: Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Wow. Okay. So basically, just oh, very quickly, yeah. thank you for coming on, first and foremost. Okay. If you've been hearing what I've said, I've not given much away, to be honest. So no. it's going to be a case of everything comes from you guys. But obviously, first and foremost, again, thank you for coming on. And can you just introduce yourself so we know who you are, basically?
3: So I'm Lorcan, obviously the 16-year-old boy. Um, yeah.
4: Caroline, their mum.
3: Hazard, do you want to uh,
2: have, a, have a quick word before we ask them uh, about their experience? It's a kind
1: of set placement really, um, guys going back to, must've been over a month ago now. Um, mm. You'll hear the story, but what, what these guys did as a family and also just knowing their own truth, knowing their rights and then standing up for them. And what's transpired since apparently in more developments and i just love the story of the unity and, and and taking the time to actually research stuff and put it into place yourself and then seeing what positives come from it after like you you, you come together stronger you inspire other people um and so today really was just get an opportunity to to hear your story which is all about i would like to get like what are the things that you learned from it what what things have come up from it since and then if there's anything that we can do to help as well
4: thank you thank you yeah so we first saw you because we were already aware your video is pausing is that the right thing yeah i went pausing um of all the covid tyranny stuff so i was already on the lookout for information and things like that. And we had our own situation that we had to deal with, which I won't go into in too much depth, but your video came up at such a relevant time for us and someone sent it to me. So I had that, I I really listened carefully and intently to what you did. And I watched it a few times actually, not knowing what was about to happen in our lives. And, um, then we had a situation, a COVID situation that happened in the family, and we got a bit, uh, an email first. And I just remember thinking, oh God, this doesn't look good, what do I do? And you were the first person I thought of, so I just went on your telegram and just quickly messaged you and you came straight back, just said, let's see what happens, it's only an email, let's see what happens. So the next thing was um, Friday night, I was home alone, husband was out with his friends the kids were all out and there was a ring on the doorbell and it was dark it was like half six and I we're in a really remote place and I just thought that's funny I'm not gonna I wouldn't wouldn't go to the door normally but I just had a funny feeling and as I kind of crept to somewhere that I could see who it was I just saw the uniform and the then sort of went back and just stayed quiet thought I'm not going to answer the door it's the police I'm not going to answer the door um and then they drove off. And that's when I was in a right state and I contacted you again, but James answered and left me a voicemail which completely calmed me down. It was just such a relief that someone was there who knew who just said, That's fine, you did the right thing, it was all good. Which I kinda knew, but this is all kind of alien to us. We've never, you know, we're really compliant usually. <laughs>
1: Can you just, so, um, when you mentioned COVID, can you just uh, give everyone um, listening or watching what had actually happened?
2: Uh, I'm Sorry, I should have placed you a bit. Didn't want to go into too much details okay. on that. And that is totally my fault. So uh, I should have oh. apologized, Carrie, because of all the messing around what was going on. I completely forgot to place Harry on that. So, oh, apologies. yeah, no, it's
4: fine. All, all, all I, I say,
2: all um, just to know that like this can be
1: replicated across many things when people turn up at your house it's to, re- to realize what you've d- on what you haven't done like you're standing in your truth but just to know what you can do about it so when you're watching this try see if how you could replicate this to yourself, and, and imagine what it would be like putting it in, in your life
4: yeah I mean it wasn't I'll say all I'll say is it wasn't totally out of the blue you know we sort of had a hunch that uh things were going wrong but um anyway that was the friday night two nights later they turned up again it was at about half six again and we were now kind of on guard which was a really horrible feeling in your own house to be thinking that any minute they could turn up and it just felt I think we all felt really um, worried about it, just intimidated and worried about it. So they did turn up, we're all in that night. And then um, they rang the front door bell. and as James had said to me, they come to your front door, they're only allowed to come to your front door, that's it, they won't, you know, you don't go to the door, that'll be that. And you don't have to talk to them, you don't. So all of that was going around in my head. But then we were aware Because Lorcan lives up in, this is a separate building. It's about 30 metres from the house. There's no room for him in the house, so he lives here. And the next thing I knew, we're all kind of keeping a low profile in the house. And he texts me saying, Mum, the police are at the door. And I'm going to let you speak.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've never really been used to anyone knocking on our main house door except the postman. So I mean, to have someone knock on my... Room door that's not even my parents. Um, it was quite a shock because I heard three knocks and I said, Yeah, well, I just said, Yeah, because I thought it was my parents. Um, and then they said, It's the police. So, um, that's when I suddenly froze and thought, Shit, just don't answer them because just, yeah, just ignore them. So, I messaged my mum, and as she said, I said, Yeah, the police are at my door, what should I do? Uh, and she just said, like I was doing, she just said, don't.
4: I reply. rang you, I think. I yeah. rang you on WhatsApp, yeah. Right, me. yeah.
3: Um, and at that point, so my window doesn't fully close. So they ripped it open. And
4: they it's, it's there's a window over here with a wire going through it. But I'm on the phone saying to him, don't even, don't answer the door, don't answer the door, don't answer the door. Don't engage, don't speak to them. They'll go away, leave it. But yeah, they came, yeah. pulled the window they, open.
3: Yeah, and then the windows got a blind over it, and they lifted up the blind from the outside um, and stuck their head in and shined a torch in my eyes and were calling me ignorant for ignoring them. Um, kind of all this...
4: They said, what a rude, abuse. ignorant boy.
3: Yeah. Um, and then they said it in German and French.
4: Yeah, the Sie Deutsch. Parlez vous francais, and just saying, Aren't you scared the police are at your door?
3: Just trying to tempt me into saying something, yeah, which obviously I didn't. But.
4: Well, by then I can hear them, and I'm freaking out because this is my boy there attacking, really. And so I'm saying, Right, I've got to, I'm, I'm busy getting dressed, I've got to go out. Um, but he hung up on me quite cleverly, and yeah,
3: yeah, on WhatsApp if you're on a call, it doesn't let you film a video. And I was, I had my phone on my desk, so I was just desperately trying to film a video. And I was panicking at this point, my hands were shaking like this. Um, and I was thinking, why isn't the video option coming up? So then I realised it was a the call. So I hung up the call with my mum, just out of the blue. Um, and started filming it, and this was when they were still giving me all sorts of abuse. And I got some of it on film, but yeah not all of it.
4: yeah and then but it was good that he got that on the video but then they went down to the out to the front again out to out the gate and by now i'm going outside and then my daughter said which really surprised me because she's in the main house with me i'm coming i'm coming out to video which she's not like her at all and um so out we went and um the two of the police constables are on the other side of the fence. And he said, oh, a human at last. And I didn't say anything. And he said, it's the police. And I said, yeah, I can see it's the police, I can see that. And she was videoing and and we both walked up to them. So we're only a couple of feet from them. And I said, have you got a warrant? Because this again, this was Harry in my head. Have you got a warrant? Strike one. And he said, I don't need one. You don't even know what we're here for. And I said, have you got a warrant? And he said, you don't know what we're here for. We don't need one. And I said, have you got a warrant? And he said, no, we don't need one. And I said, that's three times I've asked you for a warrant. Which was Harry. And um, he, then then the, the woman, the girl, woman, she was young, said, um she just froze because i could see she's starting to think hang on a minute there's something wrong about this but he didn't well then i said to him a fourth time have you got a warrant to be on my property to trespass i think i said on my property and he said no and that was it and i said well goodbye then and he we turned around and walked away but it felt really good to stand up to them on that front because, well, you know, if, if, well, James would know, if, you, if you, your kids attacked, that's it. It's, um. it was very empowering to kind of address that, that what had happened. So we started to walk away from them and he just shouted after me, oh, you've got to pass the message to your husband, um, ring the police on 101. And um, I just turned around and said, don't come on my property and harass my son again, and that was that, so yeah, and then we came up to find Lorcan who was
3: yeah sitting in my sitting room here frozen. Like shaking
4: <laughs> with the adrenaline that had gone on
3: mm.
4: but I think for all of us, because we've all felt exactly the same about the whole covid bollocks that to actually have a situation, it was a horrible situation you know i 'm not used to that happening with the police i It had never occurred to me really that that would happen if you were someone who wasn 't doing something really really, really wrong, but that was an eye opener and um given the whole year and a half and I'd been on the marches in London and I'd seen all the stuff that had gone on there and I'd watched video footage of the earlier marches where the police behaviour was shocking. Um, even though we wouldn't have asked for that situation, it was a good opportunity, if you can put it like that, to actually confront the real issue of what, what's going on and do something about it in, a, in our small way, stand up to it in our small way
1: way you know yeah I, I love that and can you just share what's happened since then as a family because like you said the adrenaline feeling after doing that as well uh obviously there's this is information in place see it, 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 it just works like a process and you really yeah. that this is what I always say when when you say it to the police they don't take you seriously they don't take you seriously and all of a sudden shit, I've got to do my job now. And and that just shows you it shouldn't be like that at all.
4: Yeah, so I think for all of us, all the stuff that's gone on at school, I think it's made Lorcan feel a bit more like I'm not doing any of this nonsense anymore. Cause yeah,
3: you... I mean, after, yeah, after they went the first time, I, in a way, wanted them to come back because my mum told me about the whole asking for a warrant thing. And I said, so if they come back home, what shall I do? And she said, oh, either just ignore them or ask them for a warrant. So I said, yeah, how many times do I ask them for a warrant? Just so I wanted to kind of catch them off guard and know that they can't do the mm-hmm. Um And like, obviously, that's a bigger move than sitting there ignoring them because I just wanted to catch them off, but they never came back. So I couldn't do that.
4: Well, there's time. They may still come back. Mm because so the next step the next thing that happened actually there was another thing because um I went away for a few days and I knew that when I was away they were going to come back and they were going to catch my husband outside and he's not as up on all this I'd watched the straw man thanks to you Harry again because I don't I'd heard about it before your link and um anyway I just said to him you don't say anything you don't speak you don't answer to your name you don't give your date of birth you don't do any of those things because you shouldn't you don't have to so don't so he's so um it's so difficult for him he's so polite so so they got him outside in the early morning walking the dog and he just he was really good though he didn't give his name and he didn't um answer to his address but they they said uh were you born in south africa he said yes help himself so then he went to put the dog inside they ran in front of him where are you going and he said i'm just putting the dog inside so he sort of stood there it's not he wasn't on the property he was on the, the lane and um they just wanted him to stand still so they could do uh fine on their phone they had to fill it in i don't know what the there must be a thing where they have to have the person in front of them so he said i do not consent that's the only thing you could think of which was you know a good thing to say and um i said you don't have to consent you're getting this fine whether you can contest it you're getting the fine so off they went and and then it came in the post um maybe a few days later i can't remember a week no it can't have been that long um so then I fished around a bit more as to what's the best thing to do with this fine. And I, I think there's a, well, obviously, as I've discussed with James, there's more than one way to deal with the fine. You can ignore everything. Um, And I think because this is also new to us, I'm not there yet with that. I'm not there with being confident enough to just completely, this is, this is, I've been on a Guardian 300 course as well, just last week, last week, I think, gosh, was longer but that was good it's just all new and but it feels really really right so I kind of feel if we hadn't gone through this experience we wouldn't have learned all this so quickly and I don't know how long it would have taken to learn it but it feels like it's really important stuff to be aware of your rights to know what to say to know how you should be treated and and just to learn all the stuff about the oath and acting under oath and um and that they're officers when they're debt collectors for the corporation rather than actually protectors of the people and um yeah i think you know seeing them know that as well i think it's dawning on them
3: mm-hmm.
4: but um yeah i don't want to waffle on
1: yeah waffling at all. this is amazing no, This is this... all. It
2: is all
4: I wanted to say one more thing that wasn't really about what's happening so actually just to finish the story um I on one of the telegram groups I've hooked up with this woman she just picked up me asking for someone to proofread my notice of acceptance which I won't go too much into but that's the right the correct way to reply to a fine it's a bloody big fine um and so I was I was sort of asking is there anyone who would be prepared to read my thing? I didn't want someone to write it for me. This lovely woman came back to me and she said, have you done a DSAR? Because I think I sent her the thing and she read what happened and she said, no, you've got to do a DSAR, which is a data subject access request. So basically asking the police for everything they've got on us, which is webcam footage and everything. Because I wanted somehow someone to look at this and say, no, that was wrong someone in charge. And um, that was the, I wanted to send the video to them. Oh, one more thing I didn't say. When they were at the, they came to the back of the house before they came up to Lorcan, we didn't even know till we checked later on the ring doorbell. It's the ring doorbell and he, he went, oh good, a ring doorbell and he pressed it. Little did he, he didn't even seem to realize it videos him. And the next thing he did, once he'd phoned it, he's peering through the window, it's like a French door. And he's looking at the calendar and he starts reading from our calendar. Oh, look, on the date. Uh, and they couldn't read the names properly because my writing's a bit scrawly. Um. Oh, came home. Oh, does it say anything about anything? You know, and it was all kind of such intrusive behaviour, like completely not what they're allowed to do.
3: Going through the Amazon parcels as well.
4: Oh, there were parcels on the outside table and she starts lifting them and looking at them. So... All of that, they wouldn't have known they were on video, but all of it is on video. Um, anyway, this woman helped me write the DSAR. So we've asked for the webcam footage. I don't know what we'll get back. I don't know how it works, but we've asked for lots of things. We've done the notice of non-acceptance to the fine people, to Kent Police, which where we are, Kent Police. Um, and we'll hope that they will, you know, give us the, the information. Then we see where it goes next. But... Um, next instalment we shall see but i just wanted to say i was on a um the protest march on saturday in london and a, a young guy beside me there was a police woman walking past us and he shouted to her um what do you think of us do you think we're all batshit crazy and she looked back quickly and she looked quite cross and she said i'm not stupid and he said no i wasn't saying you were stupid i just said what do you think of us and she said no i'm not stupid i know what's going on and he said oh you know what's going on and she said just because i wear this she's like tugging on her uniform doesn't mean i don't agree and he said what what are you saying you agree with with what we're doing and she said no i said just because i'm wearing this doesn't mean i don't agree and that was really quite quite moving actually that that she was well, it showed us, you know, that that some of these people in these roles, in these jobs, do know what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's um, when we went to the last march. That that seemed to be the apparent thing at the moment. Like these police officers, you can imagine that they're 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 just receiving hay, anger, frustration from the general pop, but they're starting to see that. Like, can you imagine their job? Like, what are you doing today? Oh, I've got a I've got to defend this building against angry people that we're fucking over but I've got to stand in line of them like that that's hard and what we found was we asked a number of police officers same thing can't agree to it but what that tells me is that once the public start um, being becoming more vocal and start making these citizens arrests which we're entitled to after these service of the notices the police I'm telling you will then be on our side because they have mm-hmm. to do it with the people I think it takes something like a collective to actually do that for them to say, actually, I'm with these guys, they can't enforce it themselves. So I think we're, we're starting to see more and more amazing people like yourselves. And now you said you wouldn't even be in any like situation with the police normally. This is new. But yet, even to that, it just shows you that knowing this stuff is so important. Yeah, you don't know it, they can invade your privacy. They can get you to say things that then they can charge you for, which you haven't actually realized what you're doing. So uh, yeah, uh, again, really, really uh, appreciate you sharing this story. And I think it's important for people to to see that it can be done.
4: Yeah, well, we appreciate the the sequence of events, seeing your video, we'd have been in a completely different place. And if James hadn't come back to me on that first night, Again, I wouldn't have been in the same place. It was it was a complete intervention that changed how I felt about it. Then I rang James. I forgot to say James on on that visit. It was that late that night, wasn't it? That that all of that happened. Yeah, and we had a proper chat first, sort of two way chat. And um, I think it was you know you were the the coaches through the, through the the journey because. And you need that, I think that 's the other thing that we learned. Yes, it was united us as a family, it consolidated how we feel as a family about all this, and Thank God, I feel really grateful we are all on the same page with it all, but you also need other people, and you know i 'm in a place now for the next person. you two were our prop. pass it on kind of thing yeah. and that 's happening you know as i 've seen banners i've i 've spoken to people little did we know the great reset would be the great awakening it's just bizarre and you connect with people who you can't believe i can't believe this woman she she went up above and beyond as well like you guys do and that's that's what will grow that's what as you say that's what will grow and the the police will be you know they can't all be asleep as well so they'll it'll be a knock-on which is really a such a positive thing Otherwise, we'd all be just asleep doing our nonsense. So there's this dichotomy going on. It's funny.
1: Carrie, can I just ask a personal question then? Just within this space of events, do you feel like a different woman now?
4: I feel different. I don't know about Lorcan as well. I feel different in every facet of my life. It's the most bizarre thing. And that's going to grow. And I know I've signed up to your... um, your site and all all the things that you guys are doing because timing, you know, it was kind of, um, everything fell into place just good. So yeah, it's funny how you didn't know what was missing and that's what I feel. It's like, God, I, I didn't even know that I could feel like this actually and feel positive and you know, with, with all the stuff that's gone on.
3: It's funny. I mean, for me, because as a kid, you're taught, like, be scared of the police because, like, they're scary people, you know, when you see them in the street you and you're young. Respect them, yeah. yeah. respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really think they would give you that kind of abuse because that's not what they're there for. They're obviously there to protect you, but you're scared of them because they're police. Um, yeah, I think it just made me realise that you don't actually have to, trust people that you're told to like if you don't if you don't think they're genuinely good people Mm. then don't trust them like
4: you've got to use your own yeah your own truth isn't it i think
3: since that's just taught me to do that in general
4: yeah i think the same with supplies you're a soul coach lincoln
2: (laughs)
3: thank you
4: yeah. But it makes you question everything because, you, you know, again, realising, I think you may have said it in one of the lives I've watched. Um, it starts in school. Mm. And Lorcan's always said, actually always said, even before Covid, he knew when things weren't right. You know, uh, when when teachers were too authoritarian or there was a rule that was just silly or it's just that questioning. I've got three boys and a girl and they all do a bit of that so you know I, I guess as well you know I'm, I've not been one to not question things always anyway but this is a whole different league hmm. Covid stuff yeah so thank you guys
2: thank you yeah, thank you
4: that, thank
2: you, you for sharing, honestly. And obviously, I, I it was interesting because, as you said, on the night. Oh, are we talking over each other? Apologies. No. No. no the night it happened, the incident happened, obviously, I can imagine what it was like for you, Lorcan, but just in your voice, like, all I heard from you when I was talking to your mum, like, and you, mum, was in that like, worry mode, and then I did, like, it was all like she was. Ah, yeah, <laughs> and then all I got from locals like a yeah in the background, I was like you became a man tonight. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're a man child now. But again, it is empowering. It is very empowering because the thing is, as well, at its core, it's about decency and inherently knowing this just is not decent. What's going on? I'm a decent person. I've got my morals. I'm with my family. I'm in our safe space. And you've come and intruded this like this. And yes, obviously, you've got some fear there. We all have. That's the ego saying, so no, it's the police and blah. But then, as soon as it gets to the point, especially from a mother's perspective, where, hold on, this is my cub, this is my area. No, 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 no. And remembering people, as Lorcan, you mentioned, the police swear an oath to protect us. And their their actions are the antithesis of protection. As you said, mum, they're attacking. So yeah, the way you come together as a family is brilliant. So honestly, and I didn't do your story any justice, hearing it from you, again, there was stuff there and I forgot that that actually happened. And it's just, you must be so proud of yourselves. And I know, looking at 16, is at that funny age, oh, but this is one of the yeah. times where you got to look at Mumsy and say, hey, do you know what Mumsy? You the mum.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it
4: is. Yeah. When you know you're in the right, I think that's the big thing. You know you've done nothing <laughs> wrong. Wronged no one. And that's the big deal. Then you're gonna stand up, you're gonna fight it because otherwise it's just tyranny and it's wrong.
1: It's that key word, knowing. And that's what, like, you can think something, you can believe something. That's mm. what's happening. It's mm. like, if I said to you, that's yellow. You know it's not, you know it is. So you would argue with me, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't take my word for it. It's, you just know your truth. It's not yellow. So you, we could use that for everything. We just have to look for ourselves first to find the knowing. We can hear it to believe it from others, but we need to make it sh- uh, make it our own first. Because once you do it, like you said, Carrie, you can defend it all the time. And also you don't have to worry how they stress about it. It's not my problem. I told you what I think of it. And I think this is a, it's a really important lesson just to make, because we dismiss things all the time because we don't want it to be a certain way. Or like my parents, how can people be so evil? I don't know, but it's happening. So, like, yeah. My dad said, that no, it can't be. I was like, watch the bloody video then. Don't make it about me. I'm, I'm just sharing what I've seen. And this is what I know. But you watch it and you tell me, well, how do you know that they're telling lies? Go and watch it and use your intuition. You tell yourself that. And I think that's, for me, a really important lesson. Mm.
4: My mum, interestingly, says, said exactly the same to me this morning. We were talking about something, COVID. And she said yeah, but I can't believe they would be so bad. And I think she was saying that partly she can't believe it, but also she didn't want to. She's 78, she doesn't wanna deal with that right now. And I think a lot of older people, they've lost a year and a half of their lives as they knew it. For them, it's really tough. It's interesting generationally what's happening here. You know, which which levels of the generations are looking properly, seeing it properly, because a lot of people are in a lot of denial. Yeah, but hopefully, gradually, they won't be able to deny it.
1: Won't be able to. What you did, can you imagine if, let's say 10 other uh, families did that, and then on 10 other more on another day, like the police? And that was what I said about the airport video. If more and more people are doing this stuff, the police are literally wasting their time, wasting their energy. And deep down, they know that what they're doing is unlawful, which is a prison sentence. So just going back to the not answering to the warrant, that's a six month prison sentence, three mm. times.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's how, um, like, it's protected for us. So as soon as you make them aware of, look, you're, you're just another person in a fancy dress outfit, and right now you're not doing what you're what you've signed up to. And and yeah, I, I've seen all sorts with police though. they 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 take vulnerable people and then they manipulate it to get a little bonus for giving a ticket out as an example.
4: That's awful. I mean I think um the so the woman who helped me, she sent me a little booklet about what things you can sue the police for it was. And there's not that many, there's maybe six things, I think. But the ones that came here did at least half of them. Harassment. And I, I just think because people, maybe it's because people haven't been aware of all these things that we're now aware of and you were aware of long before we were. You're right, just what's right, what's wrong with the police. We all assume they're doing the right job. But in all of this, we're starting to see they've been allowed to deviate from what they're supposed to do for ages. So now they don't even know what they're supposed to do or allowed to do or not allowed to do um, within their oath, within their role, position. So the more people that learn that, then the knock-on, exactly as you say, the knock-on will be that they will start to know, oh, hang on a minute. We've got to start questioning how we behave and how we've, what our job is. And that's just the police. There's a lot more to it than the police here, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just holding people to account. It's, it's a good thing at the moment because people are going way off account at the moment. So yeah, the more people learn, I think, and do you know, it's going crazy. I asked a woman, would she do an affidavit for me? Um, again, she was recommended because I, I gather that's a good thing to have. So you did like any for any time. Um, she's been inundated so that's what's happening lots of people are not only and one of the the telegram groups another telegram group that she teaches about um what do we say really about all this stuff she's also inundated that this is what's happening people are looking for this stuff now because wrong things are happening to them to people who've never had it before so yeah our story is one of those There we
2: are. And just to be continued as well, that's the thing, you've got more. Yeah, hopefully, more.
4: hopefully a good continuation. <laughs>
2: yes, it will be. It will be, because you've just stuck to your truth the whole time, so it is
4: it I mean has... I think that it's in our, I think, I shouldn't say too much, really, but I think it sort of stands in our stead. I mean, I know all of these COVID things are so unlawful and illegal that I think they're mostly thrown out anyway. But because it felt so awful to be coming and going from our house and thinking, is, are they going to turn up again? Is anyone going to turn up? Um, and in fact, we put more cameras around because I was aware, and trespassing notices and things like that, because I learned that that's what you do, um, that I thought, now I've got to confront it. Even if it is going to just be binned at some point, I still want to go about this a way that I want to push back
1: a bit. Add your receipt in for your cameras in there as well. They may pay that, so they need to claim their expenses back off of them.
4: That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's
2: such a good story, though, isn't it? It's just inspiring because you're hearing it from 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 the trenches. This is as, as in the thick of it as you can get, like, a mum at home on with her children, and all of a sudden the, the police trespass, stick. I mean, to stick, to lift up your blind walk in and stick his head in, that mm. straight away is a crime. Like, that is yeah. definitely, definitely not something they're allowed to trespass, and, and then to read mm. your calendar, lift up your parcels, it's violation. That's what it is. It's violation, and you stood up and said, you know what, I'm not going to be violated by you people and you put them back in their box and they they'll bark a bit more but there's nothing at all nothing at all that you did that caused anybody any harm or anybody any loss therefore you broke no law whatsoever no.
4: yeah yeah and i learned a lot actually just from writing the the dsar you know when you when you ask for the the evidence confirm an evidence and all that kind of thing then you realize they've got nothing this is based on a whole kind of house of cards say, a whole stack of crap they've got nothing no evidence you know and i don't mean evidence of what we did i mean evidence of covid evidence of what these mandates are based on nothing <laughs>
1: And that's the thing that I keep encouraging people. Keep bringing it back. because thinking, It's like we've forgotten about COVID now. It's now have you had the vaccine or are you unvaccinated? Uh, just asking, what is the vaccination for? COVID. Okay, well, how do you know COVID exists when the PCR tests don't work? They like, they literally don't work. That's so the only way. So whenever people are having these arguments, just ask a question, guys, and lead them back to that one. Well, if, if the PCR tests don't work, and again, I'll share... When James takes over, I'll share the link, you see that all these anti rapogen tests, PCR tests, quick release tests, they're all getting recalled. There's a whole list of them. And it keeps adding now that the FDA have said that they're not going to actually put any more new ones up. So from the 31st of December, there is no more PCR tests. So let that sink in. There is no more way that they can tell you that you have COVID. So Delta... Do you,
4: you know what they're doing?
1: They're doing the flu jab now with uh, COVID in it. So-
4: yeah, they'll do an mRNA flu jab. But they're also Bill Gates has developed a test, and it's a lateral polymerase test or something. So they're going to try and bring that in to test for COVID. I don't know. He's he's developed it with what's that other guy? George Soros. There he
2: There'll is, be George more Soros. There, there he will is. Be
4: more nonsense. Yeah, they've worked together. Two great minds. It's interesting, actually.
2: I... Mm. Yeah, come together. And today I read what you've just said, Carrie. Funnily enough, i read that today. And in importantly, you just brought up a name that came up yesterday in, in, in the talk we gave on the membership site. And people, this is what I mean. You have to understand this. So Carrie just said, Bill Gates and George Soros, look at who these people are. First and foremost, Bill Gates. Nothing to do with medicine his whole life, but yet gives TED Talks for years and years and years, all over the world, where people stand up and <clears throat> applaud. I've seen people crying. Oh, my God, it's so great. And do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about depopulation, uh, depopulizing the planet because there's too many people, apparently, on the planet. And better still, the way to do it is with vaccinations. Go and find and watch that TED Talk. There weren't just one. Right, now who's he the head of? He's the head of who and telling us what vaccinations? Well, what do you need, people? And then you've got George Soros. So for every single BS move, uh, movement, sorry, people, if this offends anyone, but I'll back this up with any debate you want to have. LGBTQ, uh, and all the dashes and hashtags. Black Lives Matter, all of these movements. These are funded by George Soros. An open racist. Open eugenicist. And now you've got the two of them coming together. What more do people need? And, and again, go and look at this stuff. You, anyone who questions it, do your research. This is. These are the people that now are taking the next phase of this so-called COVID thing have come together. We need to be standing up like this lovely mum and her son, just saying not enough's enough. Enough is enough. We are the 99%. That's a fact. And the only way to manage these little 1% percenters at the top, which control our police, unfortunately as well, because police are corporations. That is not a conspiracy theory go one to company's house, or what's the other one, how's the other one, the big one that was on the talk? Um, can you remember the name of it? Oh, what's in the Bradshaw. bloody name of it? Anyway, I'll, I'll huh? Dun
4: & Bradshaw, is it? There you
2: go, there's someone who's right, well done, Dun & Bradshaw. You Only I've
4: done the- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. You'll find that the police are on there trading as companies. So this is what we're up against. So. Just just those two names you brought up there, the fact that they're even being mentioned to do with anything to do with a pandemic shows you how far we've gone. And this is why we need to have these conversations and tell people mm. and people of your age, Lorcan, especially need to know what's going on, mate. You need
3: to know, and I think yeah. you do. Yeah.
4: One more thing today. Lorcan came home and said they brought masks in at school again. Oh, yeah. And we did it all. Sorry, that was
2: the shock that my iPhone was so shocked at that comment. Look, look what it's done. It's taken two days off.
4: Literally.
3: <laughs> right. Did they put. Uh, they put. Pull-
4: anyway, about it. I,
3: That's all right. So yeah, I came into school this morning. Um, apparently, they e- emailed us last night that we were gonna have to wear masks tomorrow, and I came in today and went into my like area that I go in the morning with the rest of my year group and everyone's badgered up with their masks on and I'm thinking what is this about (laughs) so yeah
4: so he was given a mask but I just saw red tonight and I fired an email off to his head of house I think she is and I just said, Has everyone lost their common sense? What the hell's happening? Masks do nothing, blah, 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 blah. blah. I just had a rant, which I haven't done because I, you know, I know it's hard for schools as well. Nice new headmaster they've got. But I just thought, What a load of rubbish that we'd, we're here again, you know, we're, we're moving past the masks. They don't work. People can see that. So, um, yeah, there's just, it just feels like daily there's something, you know, there's something that you've just got to confront again, but that's fine because we're getting stronger at it. I'm going to stop
1: talking. If if a teacher, if a teacher tries to give me a mask, mate, let's you get your phone out, and can you say, can you at least just show me the research that masks work, please? Why would mm. I, Why would you make me work it? As soon as you get that, that'll go, I, we could get that to 100,000 people easily on Instagram. <laughs> that's... Mm. At school won't be putting them in, in anymore, yeah. You might get back and then just suspended, but that's it's for the greater good, yeah.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I gave I picked up my daughter because she would be a bit more funny about me emailing, but I picked her up tonight. Her friend was in the back, her friend's dad is the same as us. You, you, so you just quickly learn who is the same, who's on the same page. And he told his daughter if that teacher tells you to put your mask on again, cause she got told really strictly today, put your mask on. If you don't put your mask on, you'll be out of the sick form center for a week. And she, her dad said, if he does that again, you take your phone out and you say, um, prove exactly what you've just said. That's what her dad told her to do. And um, she said, oh, I, hope, I wish I had the guts to do it. But you know, cause that's the problem with teenagers. They can bully them as much as they want cause no one wants to lose face in front of their mates. Peer pressure, it's um—it's easy to bully them like that. But not
3: anymore.
1: Yeah. But again, what, what you're doing, you know is right. It's not even being provocative. It's not even, what they're doing is just ridiculous. Like none of it actually has any logic and it's actually damaging. So the, the other thing that you could do reminding the teachers, because I'm guessing your school does vaccinations at the moment. It's, it's done a, has it done any vaccinations there? So hey, hey. That, you,
4: you kind of went funny for, the, for oh. a minute there. As, as the school?
1: At the school? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So here's what you do. Scare the teachers, because they would have been served. But just say, can yeah. I just ask, do you know if your name's on any of the service of the notice at the school? <laughs> because all of a sudden you're compliable and they won't know what that means, but that's a prison that's a sentence once all this truth comes out, if they're complicit to just move in the chairs for vaccinations and the school by law should at least tell them. So sometimes it's good to, this is how I think we infiltrate it is, we let the teachers know that you're liable for this personally, because you would have been served with your name on that service. The teachers are all of a sudden change their tune and they're gonna to say to the school, I'm just doing my job, but I don't want life in prison here, which which is the extent of what's going to happen with this is crimes against humanity. So that's Mm. quite a good one. Any teacher that just say, are you on the service of notice? And then hold your space and you'll see that they'll change their tune very quickly. Yeah. yeah.
4: Remember that
3: line. All calm and all (laughs) peace. Yeah, well if I don't like a teacher I'll get them sent to jail. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) fantastic Uh, brilliant
2: absolutely brilliant (laughs) thank you so much guys for sharing honestly it's just uh, that for me I can listen to that I'm going to watch that back and it's just so because it's so real the way you tell it as well is just as it happened and that's what makes it digestible for everybody and everybody should listen and think do you know what if that ever happens to me, I know what to do next time. I'm going to do exactly what that mum did and her son. Because that's it. It's, it's the same as Harry said something at the beginning when we referred to what it was that caused this. One thing Harry said, which is so true. This is generic common law. That's what that is. Or call it natural law. Call it God's law. Call it law of the land. But that's what it is. It's basically just saying, and you can break it down to as simple as this. Have I caused anybody any harm or loss? That will take you through every eventuality because the legal system has nothing to do with law and COVID only exists in the legal system, which is a fictitious, made-up system which is relying on your husband to basically go, this is who I am, take me, aha, now we've got him, he's playing our game. And that is what people need to understand as well. With all the fear they put on you about these fines, You give them the power by communicating with them. It's as simple as that. You engage and they've got so many different so-called legislations which are around verbal contracts because the legal system is run on contractual law. Everything is a contract, but guess what? The only power in that contract is your signature. That's it, you. And not the big Mr. James Edward Mannion that comes through the post, which I don't, even have to, I don't even have to answer, none of it. Not one thing, any bill, any tax. I don't have to answer any of it because every single one is an invitation to consent to play their game. Now I do play their game to an extent, I do. But things like this, this is when you say, no, actually I skip a turn. I'll, I'll collect 200 and go to go. Like, I'm off skis. I'm not sticking around for this one because it's within your rights to just say no. Simple. And that's enough.
1: Mm. I love that. And and, and we, we had a conversation earlier, Jack, of how how much a lot of this stuff, like when you get a a, a, a a summons letter for the post saying that you owe money to the parking ticket or um, you've got some sort of uh, tax that's a problem that you can have we put so much stress on these things and I'm saying I don't have an address and I know full well that there's a few parking tickets there's a uh, definitely a few congestion tickets there I don't know where they are so it has no relevance in my life at all but I haven't broken any laws I haven't done anything and I'll keep going into London and I'll keep letting them send it there but I was saying that stress would have pu- pulled up on me I've I respected the pavement, I blessed the pavement when I got my car, and that was fine, I didn't hurt anyone. I'm not breaking any laws. And also, over COVID, I lost both of my businesses after 12 years, so my mum arguing with me, going, you need to pay it. No, I don't. Like The government have ruined a lot of my life last year, yeah. so I'm I'm just clawing that back now. That's my argument. They can't justify why they closed my gym down, <laughs> by why paying a parking ticket for a road that's not belonging to anyone. So. Yeah, Yeah. stand on the truth.
4: That's the point, I think, that they've caused so much destruction and stress. Their rules, their nonsense, because it's not real. Then, you know, if you break the rules, break the regulations, you don't feel bad about it because it is just... It's wrong in the first place. It's You know, they're wrong. So we're going to look after ourselves our families our people our friends as much as we can against the wrong that they're doing
1: and it's going to get to the stage once this truth comes out every bad thing in your life you'll be able to trace it back to the same group of people your health is really bad because when you follow it back to the food you see the, what they've been putting in our food and what they've been putting in our water what they've been teaching our kids what are the drugs that they're giving us to make us better it's all the same people. And if people can stop getting out of looking at one thing in isolation and just mm-hmm. the same people controlling everything, that means that everything bad that's happened to us will be traced back to them. So it's to almost know that you can blame them for something. And if you just literally take the time just to trace things back, you'll realise that some of your suffering has come from that. So we're we're, we're definitely in our rights because they've done everything unlawful again.
4: Yep. Mm. Yeah.
2: Bang on. Bang on. What we like for time?
1: Mm, I guess it's time-ish now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Calling time. Perfect.
2: Um, One last thing I want to share, actually, that my good old mate Harry and my now good old mate Steve uh, both do, which is very relevant. So the hospital that had put Daisy and her family through the ordeal that they have done, as I said before, Harry was part of a conversation with the parents when we had to go down the route of introducing social services because I wasn't sure if they realized when that, that became a sudden threat to the family, did you understand what that meant? And Harry obviously would testify, and has done, just for how horrible that phone call was. But at that point, completely governed still by the fear uh, of everything. However, they've now come to see after, especially what happened recently to Daisy, which is on that video from Monday, what extent these people are willing to push their little girl to. They actually have provided the names of the people involved. And Harry and Steve have put together the actual lawful notices that are going to be served to them people so that they're personally, they can't hide behind any system because that's what they do. With the legal system the Q's in the name, there's not a lawful system. It's the law. <laughs> and we will part of it. the legal is a legal system. And that's what they hide behind. But with these lawful notices that are going to be served to these people, it's going to at least make them know that they're accountable not just that little girl Daisy, for anyone else that they're working with, that you better be towing the line because you are going to be personally responsible and every single sentence is a prison sentence. Why? Because you're causing somebody harm. You're breaking a law. That you go away for and there's no argument about it. So, yeah, so we'll keep you updated on that as well. Nice one, Harry, for... Do you want to, uh, where where is that at?
1: Uh, Just uh, completing the documentation now. And and I'm going to go in and hand it in to him personally. Um, But uh, what's happening at the moment is just getting a few more people there. A few veterans have uh, volunteered to come in as well. But the cancer industry hasn't been tackled yet. And me and James have been heavily. Mm, And it's awful. If you see just Daisy's story, that literally shows you an inside out all the way through its entirety, this happens all the time. And like when people moan at uh, me for being a conspiracy theorist, like they don't understand the shit that we have to put go through all the time. Like, so again, stop looking at things in isolation. Pharmaceutical, COVID vaccines, cancer—it's the same flipping people at the top. Just because COVID's this virus and stuff, like well, they wouldn't lie. Yeah, they do lie all the time. They do it all <laughs> the people that we've worked with. Like they die. Um, so yeah, anyone that tries. Same with this stuff. It goes back to paedophilia. You argue with me, but the paedophiles are over there. Like, fine. Look at the whole thing in, in 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 one big system, and then you don't have that arguing every time. So yeah, that we'll keep you posted on that one because that'll be a big day for everyone, I think. Because as soon as they realise that we're on them, if they go against that third notice that's when we can um, like take things further because they've been warned, they've been shown the evidence, crimes against humanity, the Nuremberg Code. And again, what they're doing with this little girl at the moment is giving her treatment with no justification, no research. It's awful. So again, we, we have, we know exactly what we're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes now because I feel like we're on the tipping point of all these different areas now. And, and the, the most important thing is that, the people are more weight to it. So when things are presented to us, at least we're at that uh, point where we're questioning stuff.
2: Yeah. Bang on. And just one last quick thing on Daisy. We're gonna do a brief for Daisy again, definitely. That really cheered her up last time. And when that was put pitched to her yesterday by her dad, she's just been elated ever since. So look out for that. And th- uh, Carrie Lawkin, thank you so much for coming on and just making thank it. An, you. A, thank you so yeah, much. amazing show. I've never talked so little, it's nice actually just to listen. <laughs> it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so be safe, everyone. And Madari, yes, I'm gonna do something on Daisy tonight on, on the James Manning channel. But anyway, love to everyone. How's it? I'll give you a shout in a sec? Yeah, yeah. Good night, people. Cheers. Have a good one. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for some one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram. On Telegram, if you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil, forward slash cannabis oil, forward slash THC oil. You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com And again, love to all.